The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for Trek Geeks listeners. Fansets, our pins have character. This episode is also sponsored by Science Division, the makers of the galaxy's first interactive Tribble that you can control with your very own smartphone. See their limited edition giant silver Tribble available for pre-order today at sciencediv.com. Science Division. Trouble's never been this fun. Hi, this is John Billingsley, Dr. Phil Flox from Star Trek Enterprise. Now, I'm reading something that was written for me, and I think they could have done better. So this yes. is not me. This is them. My prescription for you is a healthy dose of the Track Geeks podcast starring Dan Davidson and Bill. He could have done better, Smith. It truly is the best medicine. Oh, come on, boys. And here's how they close it. Doctor's orders. Shame, tisk tisk. For the record, that was Dan Davidson that wrote that. That was me. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's uh, even better because now it's forever blamed on Bill. That's forever blamed on Bill. There Thank you, you, Mr. Bacula. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> wow. All right. All right. From the galactic headquarters of Podfleet Command, located in the Granite State, the ninth state of the Union, the newest of Hampshire's. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant, the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, listeners, all over this big blue marble, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. This is episode number 277 of Trek Geeks, and we are so excited that you were here today, and of course, by we... I do mean my co-host and I. You know, he's taken a lot of abuse from me over the years. And um, most of it, well, not even most of it, all of it has been justified. I mean, mm. let's be honest about this. Um, he's the largely indefensible Dan Davidson. And Dan, um, I'd, I'd love to say it's great to have you here, but you're here. So let's just do this. <laughs> well, well, that's great. Thanks. So I'll throw the great in the sentence and you can do with it as you will sir <laughs> great it, it's 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 always great to be here man yeah 277 wow that's a lot of episodes that's i don't know we haven't been canceled i know it's yeah. amazing but you know what we don't get canceled my friend we continue on we're like a fungus <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the mycelial network oh very nice i like what you did there thank you yes all right anyway yes it's great to be here episode 277 it's always good to sit down because as as Many people know, you know, we've we've had our attack at work that we've been dealing with and and the holidays and life and the pandemic. So we only get together once every couple of weeks to record. So when we do, it's kind of fun. It's kind of special. It's like a reunion of sorts. 
Um, so let me know when the 25th is, and I'll be back. Bye. It reminds me of the time I passed a kidney stone. I did that once, too. That was not fun. I actually never did. I was just trying to come up with something that was painful that um, was probably hurt as much as having a child. It did hurt. Um, uh, and that's really what talking to you is like. <laughs> well, I'm glad I can help. <laughs> Speaking of talking. Yes. It's very, very uh, interesting here that we're on a podcast talking. That's a pro-market segue right there. Isn't that great? We are going to have a great talk today, my friend. I am very excited because, as you know, February is Black History Month. And we are very happy to have with us uh, some people that uh, came on the show a year ago um, for their podcast, Sci-Fi Took over. Took over our podcast. We were, like, kicked to the curb. And we were okay with it because Justifiably so. I mean, we're we're not that good. I don't think we've actually come back from the curb. We literally sit on the curb and record every couple of weeks. But uh, they were fantastic. They were so good that we invited them to join us on the network, and they accepted. And they have been a, just such an integral part of our family for the past year. So so we decided to bring them here so that we could finally talk to them on the show with all of us together. So that's what we're going to do this week, and it's pretty awesome. And that is the Sci-Fi Sisters. I mean, you said everything but who they are. So right. Well, we got a vet. Great we, job there. Sorry. Well, I was getting to it. I wanted you to comment on my intro. You just, which uh, which you was terrible, by the way. Obviously, didn't really care about. But so, do you want to go ahead and do it? It looks like you're taking a breath. I'm just here to help. <laughs> that would be the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's a long overdue conversation with the Sci-Fi Sisters. Uh, we were so, like you said, Dan, so excited to have them become a part of, of the Trek Geeks Network and this this family that that we have here at, at the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And um, we thought that it would be good to essentially celebrate their first year on the network. Mm, um, yep. And we have the opportunity to do that. Plus, I mean, it, we get to talk to them about their fandom, yep. about, you know, their show and their point of view, about Afrofuturism, which is a term I had no idea about Same. until we met them. Yep. And that uh, I think I'm hopefully a better fan now because of i 100 percent am in agreement with you i i love these women so much they are they are wonderful people they're fun to talk to um they fit right in uh with the with the people that we have on the network and they really are a part of the family so i want to thank up front before we even have the discussion yvette sabrina and tamia fran unfortunately wasn't able to join us but i'm sure that we will have her on with all of them again soon and it was just great to celebrate the Sci-Fi Sisters here on the network. It's it's a great conversation. It is. And it's not the last time we'll do it. We'll actually be talking to many of the podcasts on the network throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, we can we can sort of collaborate and find things to talk about, you know, that that, that are of interest to all of us. So Harping on Dan will be on the top of everybody's list, I'm sure. Great job, Ted. Thank you. Dan, as we do on every show, it's time to talk about our good friends at Fansets. You know, each and every month, they have new and exciting pins to add to your collection. And this month, well, you're going to be surprised to find out that this month is no exception. No exception at all. And it's a short month, yet they still have great releases for the entire month. Like, we already have had Osira and Season 4 Michael Burnham have been released at the beginning of the month. And then mid-month, just a few days ago, the Tom Paris Plate 
and Tom Paris himself from Lower Decks was released. And, you know, because we're coming up on the end of the month, that means March 1st, you're going to be getting new fanset Star Trek pins. And March 1st, you can look forward to the Lower Decks and the Picard title card pins and add them to your ever-growing collection. And that's pretty awesome. But there's one other thing that's even more awesome, Bill. We've talked about this a little bit. Your face? My face is awesome, and I appreciate that. But one other thing that might be even more awesome than that is the fact that in just a few short weeks, you and I are going to be at Mission Chicago, as will Fansets, and they have some Mission Chicago-specific pins that are going to be available, and they look freaking awesome. You know, it's amazing. They they released the images, or at least you know the the artwork for these pins. They're going to look even better in person because Absolutely. all of their pins do. But you know, they've got three special show pins just for Mission Chicago, which is unheard of. Uh, so they've got a standard Star Trek Mission Chicago logo pin. That's going to be a show exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got a different one with the Chicago skyline, same logo, but with the skyline added in the year two thousand twenty two, which is going to be. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. And then, I mean, the one that really just sort of gets me. Glitter. You know, glitter. I love (laughs) pins with glitter. Yes. You know, what can I say? dancing with glitter. I, no comment. Anyway. But their premium show pin with glitter is beautiful. It's oh. the Chicago skyline and the Star Trek Mission Chicago logo set against the backdrop of the, the Enterprise D as the night sky. Yes. With a full moon in the background on the year 2022. This is a gorgeous pin. The best part is if they don't sell out of these at the show, which I... I I, I have to imagine is a very slim possibility very because slim. they move a lot of pins. Yes. Um, what they don't sell at the show will be available on the website. Um, yeah. So I'm going to stock up while I'm in Chicago. Well, I, w- I will say if there's only one left and we're at the table, sorry, there aren't going to be any on the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because I'm going to kneecap you and take it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say that Enterprise D1 is just absolutely gorgeous. The blue glitter is great. And I got to say, we were talking about this earlier. The moon in the background of the skyline of Chicago is really stands out. And anybody who's going to be in Chicago and anybody who's lucky enough to grab them from fansets.com after the event is really going to be in for a special treat. Well, you know, when the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie, that's fansets. But you know what else I'm going to say, Dan. Head on over to fansets.com. Put a bunch of other pins in your cart because they got tons of them over at the website. I mean, you can get some in Chicago, but you want to show up in Chicago with some pins on your person. Hmm. Am I right or am I right? Absolutely. And then add some accessories and then maybe some gift cards. And then at checkout, be sure to enter this week's special discount code word, Chicago. That's C-H-I-C-A-G-O in all capital letters for 10% off your entire order. Now, this offer code is going to be good until March 9th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Plus, I mean, don't forget, we tell you this every time. When you spend more than 30 bucks, you're automatically going to get free shipping from fan sets within the United States. Hold on a second. I forgot. How much you have to spend? $30. $30. Okay. You said don't forget, but I forgot. Fan sets. <laughs> <laughs> our pins have character, and we thank our friends at fan sets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, their pins have character, but these hosts certainly don't. <laughs> You know, if you haven't checked out the Galaxy's first interactive triple from Science Division, then you are really missing out. You know, you really are. This officially licensed triple is truly an amazing high-quality Star Trek collectible, which we know we're going to be proud to add to your collection. You and I both have one, Dan, and we love these tribbles. 
So much work and creativity went into creating this Tribble 2, right down to the softest fur you can possibly imagine. Plus, I mean, it's Star Trek, right? The sounds the Tribble makes are straight out of the original series. You're going to swear this Tribble was delivered straight from Space Station K7 right to your door, buddy. Just absolutely awesome. Plus, the Science Division Tribble has its own app that you can use to control it. It's not necessary, but it is a lot of fun to make it scream at people like annoying podcast co-hosts. I love doing that so much. Fret not, however. Everyone except Bill knows. I say it every week. I'm going to say it right now. (laughs) Tribbles are not dangerous. They're not, but you know what they do, Dan? Hmm. Tribbles like to travel. Did you know that? I, I have, I've heard that rumor. Yes. And uh, let me confirm for you that hmm. there's going to be a massive sighting of Tribbles in Chicago at Star Trek Mission Chicago because Science Division will be there. Yes! Can't wait for that. <laughs> but in the meantime, head on over to sciencediv.com right now to pick up one of the galaxy's first interactive Tribbles for your very own. And while you're there, check out their improved shop accessory section where you can get all kinds of Science Division swag like t-shirts and mugs or even the legendary Science Division tote bag of holding. Absolutely awesome. Science Division, trouble's never been this fun, Bill. And we thank our friends at Science Division for sponsoring this week's episode. Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley speaking. I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. So, uh, so William. Uh, Daniel. Daniel, hello. Your What's voice going sounds on? great, by the way. Your voice sounds um, amazing. Uh, well, thank you. I, I, I've been tr- I've been trying to sound as good as you, and and not possible, but that's okay, never going to happen. Anyway, yeah. so here we are in February. A year ago, we decided that we wanted to do something for Black History Month. We felt that it was something that we we felt very strongly about. So what we did is we invited several people to come on and basically take over our show for the month to do their podcast on Trek Geeks. And the very first thing that we said when we talked about who we wanted to have, we both said first, the Sci-Fi Sisters. And so they came on and they did a show. And I I mean, Yvette and Tamia and Sabrina and Fran, they just did such a fantastic job. And we were blown away. We loved it. The response that we got was absolutely amazing. So we said, we got to get them over here on the network. And so we did, and they did, and they have been, and they are part of the Trek geeks podcast network for a year this month. And they are here tonight. Well, most of them are here tonight. We'll talk to Fran later, but uh, most of them are here tonight to talk about the past year being on the network and their amazing podcast, the Sci-Fi Sisters. Got to welcome Sabrina, Tamia, and Yvette, two Trek geeks. Finally, we get to talk on our show with you because we've never done it. So welcome. Yay. Thank you. I'm waving to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in Audio Land can see you. (laughs) Tamia <laughs> wants to be on video. Tell you, she, does all the time. she better close her closet door then. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll take a picture of us all right now so that I can post it on Twitter later on. So everybody smile. It's your closet. 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it it we probably had the best month of shows we ever had last year because we yeah. were on it. Um, exactly. And and then we actually did get that given. feedback. Yeah. <laughs> given, given. It's like we're doing a geometry proof over here. <laughs> but um, it, it was such a joy for us to to welcome you into the network. And that we discovered very soon after that, that that was really just the start of, of how awesome everything was. Um, I, I guess my first question that you guys can, can figure out who wants to answer this was, um, how did you get the podcast? What made you sit down and decide, hey, let's do a podcast? Because when Dan and I had that idea, Dan initially told me no. <laughs> Followed by what's a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, Not too bright. So who Sabrina? was yeah, who, who was the person that said, let's do this? I, I guess it was me. I'm the Sabrina. I was <laughs> the one to blame. But um, I did. I had another podcast on my own in a completely different world and under a completely different name, another pseudonym. So when we started the Sci-Fi Sisters, it was sort of just a natural progression to do a podcast because they were getting hot. Um, you guys, when you did your podcast, when you started, that was a couple of years ago. And, you know, even in just one year, there have been so many more podcasts coming on. So it just seemed like a real natural thing to do. It's a real bunch of blabbermouth. So. Well, can we blab a mouth? The we started the Sci-Fi Sisters really clicked uh, at uh, Awesome Con. We met each other at Awesome Con in DC in 2018, right, Sabrina? I think so. Uh, And uh, that at that point, it was me and Fran and Sabrina. And um, one of the first things out of our mouths, we came out of a discussion panel about discovery. And all of us were really upset when we came out of that discussion panel, because the biggest thing in the world for us was that a black woman was helming Mm. a Star Trek series. And on this panel, there was a lot of things that Discovery has done that they were first at, you know, and 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 have done really well. But for us in our world was that there is a black woman at the lead. You know, and th- there, there's just nothing that can, this is so huge and so momentous for representation. And yet at that panel, we, it was barely touched upon. And there were about 10 black women in that audience that kept raising our hands to uh, make points in discussion. And we were looked over and, and, and other people were called on and we came out of there fuming and we were like, you know what? We all looked at each other and we had just met each other and we said, you know, damn it, we could do this better. <laughs> you know, and that they're like, we should do a podcast. And th- those were some of the first words that we spoke to each other. And we had at that time, I had no idea how to do a podcast or anything, you know, but that's how the Sci-Fi Sisters were born. And then a year later, we started actually doing a podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. pretty amazing that after that, another example of something ridiculous and how parts of society act caused a positive thing to come about with you guys because it, your show's amazing and i'm not just saying that because you're on the network i'm saying it because it's amazing right. and thank you. you know and and to be able to hear the topics that you talk about and and to have the guests on that you've had um what has it been like for you guys over the course of the time that not only that the sisters have been around as a podcast but on our network what are some of the things that you are most proud of in using your voice to talk about the things that are important to you? Hmm. I would say that I think 
we've had a lot of feedback ourselves and people are looking at Star Trek and seeing things that they never saw that went over their heads that we brought to their attention and sort of said, wait a minute, that's not exactly it. That's not exactly right. Oh, what are you doing there? But, um, you know, we are some serious Trekkies. We love Trek. I, we're completists. We've seen everything. We can quote shit. But, um, you know, but when you do some crazy stuff that's like really pretty wrong, we're going to call you out on it. We, I'm just I'm just pointing this out. I'm just, we're just saying. Dan. <laughs> I think yes. one of the best thing that's happened. Um, I came on later, of course, with the Sci-Fi Sisters. And I think that just getting us together was the best part of it. Um, oh, yeah. We, we we complete not that we complete each other, but we bring out I think we bring out the best in each other. There are, you know, I think we both think we're pretty alpha, alpha females. But when we get together, um, you know, we've, we we support each other, promote each other. Uh, we really we listen to each other, which I think is something that's very rare. Black women being listened to and listening to each other. And I think we do that and we have such a good time. <laughs> we Absolutely, have yeah. never tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's not easy. You know, that's it's not, not that this happened. Yeah. Some something happened. This happened for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know these ladies from anything. But um, you know, I saw them perform uh on on virtual trek con and I, I think I, I reached out to Tamia and said, I think you guys are doing something absolutely wonderful. And whatever I can do to help you guys, because I was associate, I am associate producer of uh, one of the associate producers for a Seventh Rule, and I was like, whatever I can do to get you guys going, and what are, what are your plans? And you know, I just wanted to know because it was just the vibe was just everything. And from that point on, we became very close, and I came on also, and it's been, I, I you know, I've been on this earth for quite some time, and. It's hard to find women, black or otherwise, who will get together for a cause. We don't always have to think the same way. We don't always have to say have the same um, ideas and wants and thoughts. But I think just because we we just, you know, they have my heart, you know, and I knew that from the beginning. You know, when we get on here, there are things that we talk about that's not on the podcast that I can't talk to anybody else about, right. you know? And I think yeah. that helps the podcast and the camaraderie and how we speak to each other and how we enjoy each other's company. And of course, Star Trek, you know, that helps everything. <laughs> and I think like, and I think like yeah. to answer, like to go back to the point of uh, the thing that we're proud of, um, you know, we're proud of uh, every show feels like we're growing more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, in our craft and as well as human beings, because we're learning from everybody that we get to interact with, you know, but like, I think one of our proudest moments was being able to do the introduction for uh, the fundraiser Mm -hmm. for Hollywood food coalition, because that's where we really started to get get to a moment to use our platform for something really good, something larger Mm -hmm. than ourselves, which is a direction we've always wanted to grow in anyway. 
you know, so there's a really natural progression for us. Like, so we're looking forward to doing a lot more work, you know, um, for, uh, to better this, this world that we live in. And, you know, so that was really like, we all came away from that just feeling so good and uplifted and, you know, because service is at uh, the heart is really dear to all of us. Um, all of us have been in some type of service in some kind of way and continue to do community service uh, or, or other levels of service for people, you know, in our private lives. So, um, you know, being able to pair your passion with service is always going to win every time. Well, you know, and that's, that's kind of part of the discussion that that we had, Dan and I, internally in producing the telethon. It's you know, we didn't just want to highlight the cause, but we wanted to feature the voices of people who had passion and who believed in a cause themselves. And because we talked about a great many causes during uh, Trek Talks and not just the Hollywood Food Coalition. And I, I have to say, I mean, you know, we kind of had the wild idea to have you you all do the pre-show, which, you know, we, we couldn't have possibly dreamed how awesome it was going to be because it was even better than we thought. It set such a tone for the open. So, all right, picture, if you will, here I am, you know, sitting behind my desk on this screen over here. I'm watching your pre-show on this screen over here. I'm getting ready to go live and I'm getting energized to kick the whole telethon off (laughs) from you all. And it was just a beautiful synergy. I mean, that's a little inside baseball and kind of, you know, behind the scenes sort of thing, but you're right. It's about the passion. It's about the things that we believe as people and it's about the relationships and that's why Trek geeks works the way it does. Anybody can talk about star Trek. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is Dan and me or not everybody is you all. And that's really what engages the listener. They feel like they're a part of the conversation. And I think that's why your show stood out to us so much, honestly. Um, it, one of the th- terms that you've, you've introduced me to, as a listener and, and as, as you know, somebody who, who publishes your podcast is the, is Afrofuturism before last year, it was a term I had never heard of. Yeah. I had no exposure okay. to it. And I'm sure that there are many people listening to this who still really don't grasp the concept or what it is. So could you sort of provide a, a little bit of a definition and, and why it's so important to sci-fi sisters? Well, Afrofuturism is um, an artistic movement uh, that relies on the history of the past to look forward. Um, we see ourselves, its its specific goal is to place Black people in the future, uh, but also very specifically standing on the shoulders of our history and our ancestors and where we came from. Um, so it's a, it's a sort of a, a pan African sort of movement. I mean, it's, it's not exclusive to uh, uh, United States of America or any that sort of wherever you find black folks, you find people making art um, that are drawing on and reinterpreting sources from our history from the past and and very specifically placing them in the future musically 
That's people like Sun Ra, people like uh, George Clinton in Parliament and Funkadelic, people like Janelle Monet, who was very specifically Afrofuturist art, you know, artist. And there was visual artists and, you know, and writers. And for me, like this term, I'm just a, a, a black girl who's been a geek my whole life, right? Like, and I've always read science fiction and fantasy since I was the smallest of smallest. This is where uh, where I found my comfort space was in my imagination uh, from the harsh realities of the world around me, right? Like this world is not an easy place. And I was a sensitive kid and um, science fiction and fantasy were my, it was the best place that I could be. But my world changed when I read Octavia Butler. And she was the first person that I read that, I mean, I saw her book in the bookstore and it had a black girl on the cover and she looked like me. And that floored me because until that point, I mean, I was born in 71. So I'm talking, this was, had to be like 1980 something, 19, mm-hmm. uh, 1990 or so, 1980, 19, 1980s something, 1990s something. Um, I had never seen a book that I was reading or interested in with anybody with brown skin. Which means that like in the ideas of the minds of the people that make decisions about what's going to be, what a consumer is going to buy, they don't consider my skin something that a consumer would, you know, be interested in. If they saw an image like me, they would not be interested. And they definitely don't see me in the future. It's definitely Benny Russell, the dreamer in the dream, you know, um, so, you know, that I, I'm digressing now. So let me shut up because of that. I mean, but that's what that's what Afrofuture, but Afrofuturism specifically that term. And, and this, this is why I was going there is because I'm a black girl who loves science fiction and fantasy. And it's very important for me to create and write and imagine futures in which I exist. If I cannot find it in the mainstream uh, literature and media that I'm seeing, I must create it for myself. But Afro's futurism specifically always has a connection to the past and it's based in African cultures uh, and what we brought and kept with us when we were brought to these countries, to the Americas or other parts of the world throughout the diaspora and using that to create this mojo of us in the future, you know, um, very regal and strong and powerful. So. Yvette, and then Sabrina, do you have anything to add to what Tamia was saying in regards to it, or are you just kind of all on the same page? Just no, kind of I curious. think it's um, she's nailed it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and people struggle with the definition. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's this, it's that, it's whatever. There are some books that are, you know, there's a book titled Afrofuturism. You can get more about it if you want to see it. But um, yeah, that's basically it. In in what we're what. That is is different from just having a an, a black actor in a park walking across a bridge mm-hmm. and that's it. You know that's not Afrofuturism. What's Afrofuturism is when Captain Cisco brought his African sculptures to Deep Space Nine and put them on the wall. We yep. were like, well, yeah, that's <laughs> Afrofuturism. So. Yep. That's a whole different story. And that, you know, writing that into Deep Space Nine, that kind of stuff, even the clothes that they had Cisco wearing mm-hmm. is why it resonates so much with us, even though it may be just passing Passed somebody over. else by. The fact that um, when Ben gave um, Kira that baseball hat of uh, the Negro League, yes. and at that time, everybody was wearing HBCU uh, shirts and 
Negro, uh, the base, Negro Baseball League uh, caps everywhere in the 90s. And, and when he threw that cap at her, I was like, hey, I know that cap. <laughs> and probably know, you know, most people, mainstream people didn't know what the heck it was, but we did. We, we do. We knew it. We knew <laughs> it. We yeah. did. Avery knew was, it was. That was yeah. coded for us, you know, and that, that was what was so special about his impact on that show, you know, is that he was talking to his Black audience. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he was not concerned whether white America could understand what he was saying. He knew specifically who he was talking to and who he was there for. You know, other people got the benefit of that, but, you know, he he was he was specifically talking, have a, having a coded conversation to us and for us and i I, as as i'm gonna probably say this a couple of times as a white guy from new hampshire that what i think shows that perfectly is far beyond the stars that he directed in and of course did such an amazing job to be able to tell that story of the struggles is something that resonates with me very much but it probably doesn't resonate as much with me as it does with you is that is that a fair thing to say, or uh, I'm not? I'm not exactly sure. It might be. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I think it will probably resonate kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it. I think <laughs> it resonates <laughs> differently. I don't think differently. It's a matter of okay. A, yeah. 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 I think it may yeah. be a little bit differently, and we talked a little bit about that with um, Dr. Crystal Fleming and mm-hmm. with Mark Zickery, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know about how, and we also talked about it with uh, Dr. Muhammad Noor because we were talking about. Um, generational pain and mm-hmm. legacy and, and, uh, you know, having, having that sort of history written into your DNA, um, right. in a sense, you know, we touched on that, but I mean, so I think it, I think it, it's all of those factors make it, maybe it resonates really strongly, but maybe a tad bit differently. Yeah. And it's this more, may- I think that's far beyond the stars, um, is a tough watch. Yeah. You know, I can imagine. I don't, I don't know if um, I think about the future with that one. I mean, I know what the storyline is, but um, I always kind of center on, you know, the past storyline. And I understand that Benny Russell is there and everything, but sometimes I, 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 sometimes it gets kind of, I don't know, it gets a lot. And all I do is focus on, you know, the past because it's, it's highlighted more, but Mm -hmm. you know, that's why it's a great, that's why it's a great episode because there's so much. You know, yeah. so much to, to to deal with in there. Yeah. You all have had some. You you mentioned some of the guests that you've had on the show recently. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mark Zickery, fantastic writer, one has written probably the best episode in the Star Trek franchise, hands down. Uh, you've had Doctor Muhammad Noor. You've you've you guys have talked to a bunch of folks. Nana visitor. And Nana visitor. And, and it's all it's all been pretty amazing. Your Thank your, you. your fangirl hearts have to be exploding on some yeah. level because it, it's it, it must not seem real. Yeah, we can Nana visitor didn't seem real. <laughs> that didn't seem real at all. The Nana visitor show. I mean, we went stupid when we saw her name come up on the Zoom. <laughs> For a split second, we all lost it. We were like, Whoa. literally, every <laughs> single one we of like, us. They were like, so Wait. when she comes in, and then her name popped up, we're like, and then we're like, Shh, she's be cool, here. be cool, be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right, everybody breathe, everybody breathe, everybody we breathe. We trying to bring it back, bring it back. Uh, hello. <laughs> but you're right Fine though enough. like i mean what it's so cool that just wanting to get together and talk about 
what we love about this fandom that we love and other fandoms that we love from our point of view has led to this cool new world, you know, it has led to these meetings with, you know, meetings with, of mind and spirit with other people that never would have had an opportunity to, to do, you know, before, I mean, yeah, totally. I, I fangirl a lot. I, and I, and I, and I get really excited about it, you know, and, um, and I try to keep it under wraps and keep it cool, but I'm really, I really like what I do. Yeah. (laughs) And even, even if I didn't get to meet all these cool people, I still would feel the same way. Like I felt the same way before we started having guests on the show. Um, you know, I love doing this. I love doing, producing a podcast. I love talking about and engaging in these conversations with other fans. And, um, and I love providing a safe space on our, on the mothership on Facebook, you know, for people to come together uh, to talk about their fandom, especially, uh, and not get jeered at and not get called mm-hmm. down and not get like, you know, here, like, I don't want politics in my trick. <laughs> That's my favorite. What have you been watching? <laughs> right? You're definitely not watching. Let watch that what be I'm your watching. last battlefield. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, nice. Put a bunch. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. And those, uh, let me tell you, those, those fan moments don't get old. I mean, Dan, I've been doing this now for seven years. Yeah. And I mean, just last week we talked to Armin Shimmerman from deep space wow. nine and my little fanboy heart was exploding because yeah. uh, I love Armin to death. He is one yeah. of the kindest people we've ever talked to associated with the franchise. And, and what's and, amazing. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Bill. No, it's all right. Um, I say it, it will never get old for you. It, mm, it, yeah. it never gets old. And one of the things that I like most for the most part, 99%, they are such normal people. Yeah. Yes. It's like you're talking to somebody that you're like sitting next to in a bar. I mean, they're not the Hollywood muckety mucks mm. that you I know, don't know. Like, you Nana know. was not. She no, was, I mean, she was, Nana she was and glorious. Andy Robinson <laughs> and Nana were the first two guests that we had on from, from official Star Trek series. And they were both amazing. And when Bill and I started, we said, there are three people that we need to get on the show. Nana Visitor, mm-hmm. Andy Robinson, and Armin Shimmerman. We got Andy and Nana back to back seven years ago, it took us seven years to get Armin on and it was worth the wait. Cause wow. it's, it's just so great to talk to him. That's awesome. You know, so. but they're so, and they so want to, they so want us to have a good show. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. I was like, you know, what do you want to talk about? She was asking us questions. It wasn't like, <laughs> you know, she's sitting there and she's like, well, how long is this going to take? You know, you know right. she was very engaged. Yeah. 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 Really engaged. And, you know, and Nana, if you're listening and we know <laughs> you are, we're looking for you on the cruise because you said to come over. Uh, <laughs> me and Sabrina, we are having our cups knocking uh, at your door. You said cocktail. We said yes. <laughs> I'm going to say a uh, video where it didn't happen. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, uh, no. Go ahead. I, well, say, well, I was going to. Which which of us is going to go ahead? <laughs> Uh, to me, of course. Tamiya, you shut up. You then. go ahead. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, um, when I first started listening to uh, Trek podcasts, your podcast, Trek Geeks, was the first one. Well, one of the first ones that I found. It was the first one that I stuck with. I found a lot of other ones, and I was not entertained. 
<laughs> and I was like, uh, and the quality of the productions were really, uh. but when I heard, I loved you, how it was so clear that you and Bill see, notice how I put Dan first. I that, did. Um, but yeah, I believe me. I took mental note. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> that, you, that you and Appreciate Bill that. were clearly, um, so the tight together and, mm. you know, like ride or die guys together, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that love for each other really came through clear and your love for Trek came through really clear and your positivity came through really clear. I mean, so that's what, like, what stuck me. Like I, I, I found one random, I don't even remember which episode it was. And then I went back to the beginning and I listened all the way from the beginning. Sorry. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, so I sorry. Loved I loved it. Your second of it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And now I get to be on your network, you know, like that killed me. You guys got in touch with me. I fangirled over you guys. I mean, and these guys will tell you, I, I lost my on when I heard from you guys, I was like, oh, "You don't you know. Mean, you don't understand. You guys who these know. guys are." <laughs> I was it's, like, "Who? Who? who? What? What I do that every once in a while." So, yeah. she talked me into it. Well, she, she talked me into it. That's for sure. Got us to all yeah. the podcasts. I was like, "Oh, well, these guys are pretty good." I was like, "All right, let's hear." It. I said, "Let's hear this. Let's hear the speech. Come on, bring them on." <laughs> Bring them on. And, was, yeah. guys you know, and now I, mean, I find out that you guys are pretty normal, you know, like you're pretty just guys, you know. Yeah. So there you and go. Are. You know, it's the funny. moral of the story, kids, is don't meet your heroes. It's yeah. wow. <laughs> we totally are disappointing. It's true. <laughs> We're very disappointing. It's, uh, you know, it's funny to me. I remember you messaged me about three or four years ago, yeah. uh, you know, just to ask me random questions about podcasting. And I remember we had a conversation. I remember that, you know, I, I, I probably dropped a few bits of advice and I didn't put two and two together until after we invited the sisters to be on the network. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> her. Yeah. So I, I'm so normal in the fact that I'm also a giant idiot. <laughs> Reach. Not so much. We're here. <laughs> well, I, I got to say to me, I really appreciate what you said about that because what we've talked about on the podcast all along is you can listen to any anybody, any two people, any group of people, NPR style radio talk about, oh, what did you like about that episode, Bill? And it just, it can be, it can be boring. We have always said that, that the Trek Geeks podcast isn't a Star Trek podcast. It is a podcast of our friendship through the, of our love of Star Trek through the lens of our friendship. That's mm-hmm. what's so important about it. And I think to, to have someone who does a podcast herself to say something like that is, is, is very, um, we're, I'm very honored by you saying that, first of all, and and I'm glad that it actually is showing, um, because having to put up with this guy for 90 minutes <laughs> when we record every week is is really hell on earth. So thank you. For I that. swear, you guys, I, I listen to it and I just crack up at the way you start talking to each other. Like yeah. And it's funny. It's been like that since day one. We met over 25 years ago at a job. I was at a yeah. job and he started about a month after I did. And I trained him in the job we were doing. And I had an enterprise on my desk. So we he, he immediately knew I was a Star Trek fan. And that's how it started. And it just yep. has, it has, it has never really stopped. So we just now it's true. let all people hear our craziness every week. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> there people think that the way we interact with each other on the podcast is, is a bit or it's shtick and it's nope. not. It genuinely is how we talk to one another Absolutely. in the real world. Yeah. 
Um, and people are I like, think, you're real friends. Yeah, I know. <laughs> people are concerned that one of us is abused by the other. We, we, we've gotten emails that, yes. you know, oh. Bill, you should I take it so easy mean. on Dan or yeah. Why do you guys have to be so mean to one another? And right. I'm like going, we, we were mean. That's not mean. When That's were we love. mean? <laughs> That's yeah, love, you big jerk. <laughs> Thanks, you big ugly freak. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it, that's what it's been like. And it's been like that ever since we met so long oh, ago uh, in tech support. And that's why that's why I'm blown away to think that that Yvette, you weren't initially part of, of the Beatles, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you came in, you, you came in after. And that really blows my mind because yeah. the relationship that you all have on the show says to me that you guys have known each other forever. And that that just it's mind blowing to me. And yeah. it, it what was works really funny well, yeah. is when we finally physically were in the same room and met each other, it was like yeah. months after we'd been doing this part, we were like, he's there. <laughs> yeah. it, it just, and then we just, we just acted like we've known each other. We feel like we've known each other a very long time. We have mm-hmm. similar roots. We're, we all come from Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> All of our people come Norfolk, from this Norfolk, Virginia, Tidewater, right? Tidewater, Norfolk, Virginia. And Tidewater, Newport yeah. News. All of our people yep. are from oh, wow. Fran, all of us. Wow. All of our people are from Tidewater, Virginia, somewhere. So it I don't know why we're all together, but it's supposed to be and it's supposed to be. It's supposed it is. to be. Yeah. 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 It is. It was immediate. It was immediate that um, and, yeah. when and every I episode mean, you can tell. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's so great about the show. It's I have a very serious question for Uh-oh. the three of you, and it's going to show my naivety. Is that the right word? Naivete. 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 Thank you about things. We, you and you and I thought of it when we were talking at the very beginning about why you started the Sci-Fi Sisters. I have, we of course know the importance of Nichelle mm-hmm. and her role in the original Star Trek Enterprise, but we also have Sonequa mm-hmm. being captain of a show. If there is a way, or if is it even possible to rate for the three of you, which is more important on the scale as we look in today's world? Because today, unfortunately, I think we're moving backwards again, which mm-hmm. is just absolutely disgusting. But with what's going on, seeing Sinequa doing what she's doing as captain of a starship versus what Nichelle brought to TOS as the first black woman who have a, a role on a science fiction show where, where it had meaning. Is there a way that you can scale those? And if there is, what would you say in 2022? I don't think so. I don't think there's a way to scale it personally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my, my initial off the gut reaction uh, is that, you know, because Nichelle's role when she had, it was just as momentous as Sonequa having her role mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Okay. you know, the world was so different. Like they, like this Sonequa couldn't even have been imagined. I don't think Gene Roddenberry even right. imagined Sonequa for real, yeah. for real, Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, it was other people like DC Fontana might've imagined Sonequa, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, real talk, but, you know, um, so I, I think that, uh, Nichelle, Nichelle and Sonequa are both pretty on the same level is, of importance in my book, you know? Yeah. You can't have one without the, you know, you can't have one without That's the what other. That was what I was going to sure. say. If yeah. Nichelle didn't happen, 
do you there's think no we would be at a point there's today that there would be it, a sneak it, it, one is a dream or the other is a dream baby yeah, yeah. yeah look at that it's, that's it's, awesome like, i love that yeah oh <laughs> yeah it's, michelle it's, is you, everything to me michelle yeah. is just that's yeah. just it okay yeah. <laughs> but Sonequa now that's my girl i love hmm. her i can't even tell you Sonequa, I her from a lot if you're listening and, and we God, hope you please, are God, please we hope you are <laughs> we love you and we want you on the show yes i watched so, her in you know i watched the only time i watched the walking dead was because she was in it yes mm-hmm. and i couldn't even sit through that show because i was so, so creeped out but she was yeah. in it and i watched it and she was also in another show um about the fairy tale thing uh, oh yeah the, yeah and i watched that show and she was in that and oh once upon a time once upon oh, a time, she, oh, I didn't know she right. was in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once oh. upon a time, and I wanted to know who this actress. Who oh, she was? Right. She was the she only one I cared about on that show. Yeah, who yeah, is yeah. this woman? Yeah. yeah, and then Walking Dead, and when they announced that she was going to be the new lead of Star Trek, I lost my mind. Yeah, I I got a chance to you know to get a an autograph from her in Vegas a few years ago, and can I just tell you, she is the most genuinely nice person I've ever met at an autograph table. She, she, you know, commits and talks to every single person who comes up. She makes sure that, you know, there's a conversation and not just, Hey, how are you? You know, or it's, it's not like, you know, like a baseball card signing or when William Mm -hmm. Shatter signed, it's Mm -hmm. like this. (laughs) The galaxy quest moment. Head down. Yeah. (laughs) There are no galaxy quest moments with Sinequa Martin green. She is just such a ray of positivity that it's it's hard not to immediately fall in love with her as a person. Oh, I made her cry. <laughs> you make me cry every day. <laughs> what did you do? I told my story to her about you, you what told happened her. with me in Star Trek, and she cried. And oh. I know she's an actress, but I'm going to take it as they were real. And what Bill said is absolutely right. She cry. she sits there <laughs> and she looks at you and listens to every single word. And a lot of a lot of the of Star Trek people do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of the current star trek people do that i should yeah, say uh-huh. i should That's also true. clarify mm-hmm. they sit there and listen and they engage with you no pun uh-huh. intended but mm-hmm. and but and sonequa being and you would think that she's the top billing of a right. star trek series you would think if anybody doesn't have the time to sit there and talk to you for five minutes when you got a thousand people behind you she'll talk to you for that five minutes she will she doesn't mm-hmm. want to brush you aside and that's one of the great yeah. things about her i think that um as far as star trek ambassadorship that she is uh more than capable of handling it. And I see her Mm -hmm. embodying that role and taking it very seriously, you know, um, uh, helming, I I see her really internalizing the principles of the Federation and, and really trying to live that, you know, and give that sort of love and support all the way around her. You know, you see it in her interactions with her other cast members. You see it, how she represents um, for the franchise, you know, um, every at every appearance that she's yes. asked to do. And um, so I, my respect for her keeps growing and growing and growing, you know, and I see a similarity with her and Nichelle in that way, because, yeah. you know, Nichelle was such an ambassador and I see her on that same playbook you know, um, really carrying the mantle for the show with a, a lot of dignity, a lot of grace and a lot of love. Yeah. yeah so she, both. she makes me ecstatic. She makes me happy. She gets every, it every day. She definitely yeah. gets it. Great. Yeah. yeah. She knows how important this is, but outside of Star Trek. 
mm-hmm. and what this yes. whole like moment in history is going to be, not just in in Star Trek or even in entertainment, but that some little girl is watching her now and getting that idea that yeah, you know, I can be a commander and go in space and I can lead the mission. And she she really does get that. And that's something that is you, you can't you can't buy that and you can't you can't a few people that can inspire that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about upcoming Star Trek, the next 12 months that we got a lot on our plates. And Dan and I have just been exhausted from from the last year of, uh, well, I think we had 40 weeks of new Star Trek in, yeah. in 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. This year is off to an amazing start. We're back into season four of Discovery after the break. Um, season four is going great. What are you looking forward to as far as new track outside of you know Discovery season four wrapping up? Uh, Yvette? <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> uh, Strange New Worlds. I'm. I'm. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. I'm a huge cage the cage fan yeah um i didn't tos i just started liking tos so um when the cage came out it didn't come out of course with every with all of tos it came Mm -hmm. out like during the run of uh tng so i i believe i i might have been still in college i'm not sure so when it came out i was just floored by it because number one was there and number one was a female that I, I was I was a fan from the beginning. And I was like, I want to know more about uh, number one, because she wasn't Una then. Uh right. number one. And you know, so when when season two of uh Discovery came out, I, I love season two. I think it's a love letter to 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 Star Trek and its fans. Um and then knowing that uh a strange new world is gonna write a lot of wrongs of TOS. I think I, I think that's what I mean. Um, yeah. Mumbega is going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to really know about Ahura. You know, we're going to really know about Una. We're going to really know about Christopher Pike. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, that one uh, episode, you know, for probably my, most of my, t- my, most of my uh, Trek life, I've always wanted to know more. And now I'm going to know more. Um, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with the other stuff. Hell with it. Mm, I have nothing to say. Well, but I mean, I mean, you know, the thing I always, I always say to people is, I mean, people are free to like or dislike whatever yeah. track right. they want to. That's totally yep. cool. For years, I didn't like Voyager. Um, I do now. I'm I'm a self-professed Voyager fan because I actually made it all the way through the series. But mm-hmm. you know, if there's if there's some of the new installments you don't like, I mean, I get it. it that's totally cool. Oh yeah. I mean, I get it too. I, it's Trek. I watch it. Not yeah. gonna like it, but I like. I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was the one that had to be brought around the lower decks. You know, everybody was watching it, but me. Huh? I was like, oh my god, I can't. And then I finally, they're like, you're not watching lower decks. Like, oh, I, I love that thing. Oh. You like it now, Sabrina? I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. It's I hilarious. Know we got mm-hmm. an issue with the last episode, but okay. Mm. Yeah. But um, mm. that yep. show has had me in stitches. I mean, if you really know your track and can get all the little yeah. drop yeah. egg. There's some deep cuts. Deep cuts. Very. I've been saying that, that season one of. Lo- that was the funniest. Okay. 
<laughs> I've been saying that Lower Deck Season 1 is the best Season 1 of any oh, yes. series ever oh, yes. made. No, hands down. I so agree. Hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Well, and, what uh, else are you guys looking forward to? Prodigy is 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 oh, yeah. getting close Whoa. to that. I that. Yeah. let me tell you, Prodigy oh. is. But it's the season tail. that never ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 38 episodes. That's because or something. it's like this little itty bitty story every time. Like, but this is what's so amazing about Prodigy. It is a little itty bitty story every time, and it's yeah. almost an entirely complete story, complete with Star Trek philosophy Mm -hmm. you know with the with the star trek quandary Mm -hmm. you know and so i can look at it and go wow i learned something from this or um you know this made me think you know like Mm -hmm. i mean but it's really incredible storytelling it's harder to write short form Mm -hmm. you know the shorter the form the harder it is to encompass like these ideas and yet they're doing it beautifully Right. Beautifully. And they're probably one of the, to me, the, one of the best, uh, I think it's the, I think it's my favorite of the new, of the new series so far. I I mean, I really wanted disco to be my favorite because Sonequa is my favorite because they do have such diversity on the show. Um, it's not, and I can't, it's just not, I I just, I have, I, I, I'm taking it to task a lot these days. It's making Mm -hmm. me, you're I'm not the questioning only one. a, a yeah. lot about it. Yeah, I wish I want them to tell me a story and stop preaching at me. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can preach at me through a story. Tell me the story though. Like mm-hmm. just yeah. tell the story. Show the story. Just mm-hmm. show the yeah. characters doing what they're supposed to be doing instead of standing around in a room and telling me this is how we should feel about it. Right. You know, right. um, well, which but, prodigy can do it very well because they they are talking about team building and counting yes. on people they have all that's these, my point these things that they're trying to tell young and, people and, and like i think 24 minutes they do it yeah and yeah. 24 right. minutes plus mm-hmm. you gave me like the quandary mm-hmm. plus you told me you dropped something for the people that have watched star trek for 50 years right. and it looks beautiful and i'm right and there, you gave me new looks right yes. you're like yep. i'm trying to figure out where the diviner has got me up i'm like what the diviner oh my god you know i was in there <laughs> screaming about oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the cartoon. Yeah. I'm not going to call it a cartoon. <laughs> they've been great. They've been great. No, Those, they've been really yeah. great. And, yeah. I, and I, I'm so I'm looking forward to the second half of the disco season mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because I think there's a lot of potential there um, uh, for the story. So I'm really looking forward to that. Looking forward to Picard. Oh, yeah. That's you know, um, yeah. Picard is your thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to I don't want to say too much because I can't. But I've seen the first episode of season two, and I've always been a huge. I, I was a huge fan of Picard season one, um, and seeing the the trailers for for two, and 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 hearing more about the storyline. That is my wheelhouse. I am just so excited. I'm excited. I'm a very happily married heterosexual man, but goddamn, if John Delancey isn't the sexiest guy I've ever seen on television in those trailers and that black suit with that ascot that he's got on. Oh, baby, I am going to cosplay as that in Vegas this summer. I think um, I can't wait for seven and Q and Guinan and all of these people. I, I, I can't wait to see the story. And of course, it's another time wraps time warp story. So that's something I love as well. Are you going to be Delancey's dim? Witted twin brother. 
not funny. No, but it is true. <laughs> wow. Why don't you be so mean, Bill? I know. We're friends. Please email Dan at Dan at. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm, Sabrina, I never got a chance. I'll let you go. I was about to say another one I'm excited yeah. about, but. Um, the one I'm excited about really is actually the rest of Discovery. I I I have wanted to love Discovery. I'm trying to love Discovery. <laughs> like Yvette said, season two was one yes. of the best mm-hmm. seasons yes. of Star Trek, bar none. Ever. I don't care what anybody's got to yep. say. Yep. I wish they'd go back to those uniforms. Um, I, I just like, you know, I, I, but they told me something that I couldn't figure out what was going on. I wanted to figure it out. It was crazy. And then when he told me, I was like, I, I, I'll go with the, I, the signals. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. That's, yeah. like, that's really some wild mm-hmm. stuff you just told me. But um, I'm really, I am looking forward to uh, Strange New Worlds uh, because I just, I just love the Captain Pike and Anson Mount, baby. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna have to side with you there, uh, Sabrina. I, yeah. Anson Mount is just Fran is not here, and I want Oof. you all to know that Fran would be with me on this one. Oh my we God. love us some Anson Mount. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow! And you know what? And, and and little Ethan isn't bad either. So, um, I want little, little Ethan. Little I, Ethan. Did. <laughs> I did. Little Ethan isn't bad. Mm. <laughs> oh, Stop. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. To I'm looking forward to it. Right? I know. I know. He, he knows I love him. Ethan, you know. Oh, um, I you told know him so. I told remember when I waved at him? I was screaming at him. I was like, Ethan, Ethan. He looked up at me. And I waved and he waved back and I was like, he doesn't even know who I am, but he thinks that we know each other because I'm being so ridiculous. <laughs> and Fran absolutely scared Anson Mount. She scared him. Remember that? He went, he ran yeah, back he in the did, elevator. He did try to run. <laughs> we don't play. We don't play at these conventions. We do not play. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And I do want to see all these other characters. That, um, Picard. I, yeah. I feel the same way about Michelle heard that you feel about John DeLynn. <laughs> I know. Yes. 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 I love Michelle too. We got to talk to her at the, at the red carpet and I was like, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> that she is woman everything. Is That's the sexy God. motherfucker right there. Yeah. 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 She really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. She, she, was, she was glorious yeah. on that red carpet. You know, we got to ask her a few questions and her husband, um, who's also an actor, Garrett Delahunt, mm-hmm. he's like handing me his phone so I can take a picture of her being interviewed by Dan. And I'm like going, this is such a meta moment. Oh my God. <laughs> this is amazing. He's like, is that Dave Davis? No, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like, idiot. Um, but she, uh, Michelle Hurd has probably become one of my favorite people in the Star yeah. Trek universe, yeah. not just because she's Raffi, but because specifically she's Michelle Hurd. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. She's a great yeah, ambassador of Star Trek herself. She yes, really is. Exactly. Yeah, she is. Yes. And it's been so long since Picard. Sometimes, yeah. unfortunately, you forget about these characters and, yeah. you know, how good she was as Raffi. I mean, that's what I'm not a big Picard fan, but I do love me some Raffi. So um, I've been a you know, big fan of Michelle Hurd's for as yeah, since Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, since Law and Order, Law and Order. you know. Yeah, um, man. And other, you know, I mean, she's just been uh, first of all, I was like, she's a woman who has hair like mine. Yes. You know, she mm-hmm. has this sort of in-between skin tone, like yeah, you know, like I do, like I mean, I and she's 
she always played these confident, strong women. She didn't go for the beauty queen route, right? She wanted to play a woman of substance with some brains who was taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always gravitated towards, you know? And um, so, yeah, I'm a huge Michelle Hurd fan. I mean, and that's actually what I was going to say. Like the last thing that I'm looking forward to strange new worlds, obviously, because I just think it'll be fun to have episodic Trek again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And, um, you know, I just, and I, 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 so I, I could use some of that in my diet, but when it comes to Picard, my, the own, the main thing I'm looking forward to is Michelle. I'm looking forward to Picard because of Michelle Hurst. Right. I'm going to yeah. put it to you that way. Yeah. 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 Great. Exactly. You know, yeah. I will say that one thing that I'm glad to have heard from, from you, and I'm, I'm not sure if Yvette, you felt the same way, but I know that uh, Tamia and Sabrina said it is I've been losing steam, unfortunately, with Discovery this season. As it's gone along, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen this week? And I, I kind of, <laughs> I've kind of been looking at it that way. So I actually said to Bill just the other day, I said, I've been so far behind because of work, and we had a ransomware attack and all that stuff. So I'm behind. So I just finally watched the episode before the break, mm-hmm. and I said to Bill, I said, uh, so I just watched the episode before the break. <sighs> <laughs> now I got to watch this week's episode. So I'm I'm really hoping that it's going to come back and I'm going to love it. But I, I think, Sabrina, what you said is perfect. Don't preach. Tell me a story without preaching. And I think that's that what me, they've been yeah. doing a little was, bit. Um, yeah. It was to me. I actually yeah, pay attention. Yeah, uh, it was, was it to me? Sorry. <laughs> Um, Thank, thanks, Dan. Sorry. Uh, yeah. What's your name again? Yeah. Remember, you put him first. Yeah, I just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Uh, so I'm glad I'm not, I'm glad I'm not the only person you on that not, right now. You're yeah. not, no, you're not. And I, I think that like, you know, some people are afraid to say anything about discovery. No, because because it was such a hotbed because so many people said so many disparaging things, you know, about it for so long that we had to. You know, we had to support it, but they were giving us something to work with. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and don't get me um, wrong. I l- still love Discovery. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It has some I really brilliant did. moments. It, yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. The, the yeah. first, so the first episode was great. That first, yep. first scene in the first mm-hmm. episode was just the best. That was Star Trek. Right. I, yeah. I love it, first scenes. Mm-hmm. First scenes are the best if they're done really well. Because sometimes the first scenes in Star Trek are like, better than the rest of them yeah, they really are right yeah. so yeah uh and that one was like that i was it, it was just it was great and we yeah. they went back into knowing their characters not back into other star trek but back mm-hmm. into knowing discovery you know mm-hmm. we we got to know you know we know sneak one um we know captain burnham now you know we know book now we know the bridge crew we know you know what they're they're famous for um, Michael's always getting herself into something, you know? So mm-hmm. I like that because it was going back to discovery, not the rest of Star Trek, you mm-hmm. know, it was going with their canon instead of, you know, everything else. So that, but it kind of fizzled out for me since then. So. I got it. I, um, I, it's, I, I still enjoy the ride to some extent. I wish they'd get away from the mystery box format because I feel yeah. like it's it's mm-hmm. painting them into a corner every season because they have to yeah. try to keep out doing it every year. Right. And just like you said, you know, tell me the damn story. Yeah. Um, Sometimes but, it's just go get the bad guys. That's all it is. Yeah, that, and that too, and that's fine. Well, um, we have to, have to be something crazy. No, unless he's Dan Davidson. Yeah, um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was we, coming. <laughs> we have to thank you all for, for bringing your light and your positivity and your amazing talented selves to be part of the Trek Geeks family. I am overjoyed that you are with us on this ride. 
and we couldn't ask for a, a better podcast you know to to have joined the network yeah it's it's funny because Dan and I have have had a hand in creating all of most of i would say 99% of the shows on the network with the exception of yours and you all do it better than we could have imagined it so yep. so thank, thank you for being you. a part thank of this you. we are so so proud to and to be you your friends <laughs> and and what i would like to add is everything that bill just said and i mean this 100% we've gotten to know you from listening to you and from having our conversations we love you guys. We I do. mean, we generally love you guys. We love everything that you love guys you are too, doing. Man. We love what you stand right. for. And and it's just it, it really is it really is a privilege to have such wonderful people with such a great message as part of our network family and we couldn't be happier. Oh, thanks man. We, I mean, we're so here. Yeah, we we love you right back, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're so happy to be here, you know. Um Really, like, I mean, we didn't, the prospect of being on a network was not something that we had even thought about. And then you guys asked us and we're like, oh, yeah, baby, this is, but not just, and you know, not just because it's being on a network, but like I said before, like, I love what you guys do. I love how positive you are. I think we all do, you know, and that's what it's, a, it's important because you set the tone for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that you're constantly striving to, uh, to live these federation ideals, yes. right? And constantly yep. striving to grow and enlarge ITIC in your lives. You know, this is like, this is work that it, it's something, it takes work, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and you and you guys talk about these things and you talk about them really openly and honestly, just like human beings. So we all, gives us a, the courage to all be honest about these yeah. this growth, you know, and to do the work in this growth. So I, we love being here too. We'll always be honest about it. People may say, oh, listen to them. They're just blowing smoke and they're being nice because they're on the network. No, because when Bovia and Rogers are on our show to talk about the divine treasury, you're going to find out just how much we can hate people. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. We didn't say that, guys. No, <laughs> no. I'm just kind of kidding. They really. know. You know, we got to you know be doing a show with them soon. Come on, Dan. I, I would be a <laughs> I would be a horrible producer if I didn't remind people listening that you can find Sci-Fi Sisters on every major podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. You can even find it at trekgeeks.com slash listen if you happen to use a different platform, or you can always find them on the free Trek Geeks mobile app. God, that was so good, wasn't that? That was that was, that like, was good, that was man. Pro. Hey, go, that was, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Boss, good job, Hefe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Dan, it, what a great, great conversation with the sisters. I am, I, I am, I love their show so much. Um, I, I've listened, I've listened to every episode. Um, I, it is, it's a show that makes me smile. It's yeah. a show that makes me happy. And it's a show that, that I've learned a lot from. And I think that that's what's, you know, that's the most beautiful part of, of their show is that not only does it just appeal to nerds and fans everywhere, but it, it actually elevates the conversation. And I, I'm, I'm so fortunate and, and happy that they are part of this network. As am I, man. And one of the things that I think is so great about the sisters is as we discussed during our talk with them, 
their whole idea of their show came about because of a negative reaction that they had when they were at a convention. So something kind of crappy happened that I totally agree with. And they turned it into something positive and have built on that and have built a tremendous show, which has a great audience. They have the respect of the podcasters all across, up and down each coast and back and forth and worldwide. And I'm so proud and honored that they're part of our family. And it's just fantastic to have them. Absolutely. So if you haven't yet heard Sci-Fi Sisters, please, I mean, check them out. You can find them on every major podcasting platform. You can find them on the Trek Geeks website by going to trekgeeks.com slash listen. Um, or, you know, you can even just use the googly machine and, and look it up Sci-Fi Sisters and you, we guarantee you will find them. And more importantly, we guarantee their show is going to become a regular in your rotation on your podcast player for sure. I can't say it any better than that because, you know, you're the, you're the brains behind this show. I'm not the one who went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and flunked out after a semester, but that's just <laughs> Wow. I don't think I did that either, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a diploma on my wall. No, you have a Trek Geeks <laughs> Delta on your wall. You're a liar. <laughs> you know, Dan, another group of people that we are so grateful for are Friends mm-hmm. the Band, Five Year Mission. You know, they have a podcast on this network too. They do. It's the very eponymously named Five-Year Mission, The Podcast. And you can find it on every major podcasting platform as well. Uh, Fark and Mike just dropped a brand new episode with Real or Fake not that long ago. So they are back, baby. That's awesome. Eponymous. That's a a kind of a very dangerous aquatic creature, isn't it? Eponymous? No, just shut your mouth. Sorry. Uh, We want everyone to go out to fiveyearmission.net, get all their albums. What is wrong with you? God. Sorry. I oh, buy their albums. That's what you're saying. Buy their albums. <laughs> Get them shipped to your door because we guarantee you're going to become a huge fan of the band just as we are ourselves. It's fiveyearmission.net. And get their podcast wherever you get all your podcasts. Absolutely, and and they're 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 another group of people that we're so happy to have on the on the podcast network as well. So, congratulations on on releasing the new episode, guys. But I gotta say, I, this, this is a little scary. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. It was ominous, and it was your inc- face is ominous. It was. Well, it is, and it was, and it will be uh, again. Uh, it was incredible at the same time as my face. Um, located <laughs> in a secret area of the Beta Quadrant, it was under Romulan control. It was once part of the vast collective, and now it holds thousands upon thousands of sleeping drones waiting to be freed. Those former mindless musicians that had been freed have been nicknamed the XDs, Bill. I bet you didn't know this. That stands for the X-Drummers. But no matter how liberated the former drones are, there's always the fear that the collective may rise again. But for now... It's a place of research and peaceful coexistence, allowing us to all enjoy amazing music throughout the quadrant. It is a thing of awe, of fear, and perhaps of hope. It is the artifact, or maybe, possibly, the farcifact. Whichever way you want to go, it's up to you, because that's just the way it is. But uh, hey, don't forget, you can also help with an upcoming Farkism. Just head on over to trekgeeks.com slash contest to submit your amazing idea. One lucky winner is going to win a $50 gift card to Fansets, as well as become immortalized, as I am, as a fellow Farker. Please, because Dan needs all the help he can get. <laughs> um, I, I have so many problems with, with this. I oh, so, have so many problems, all right. Uh, I, I'm here. I, I regret to inform you that uh, Trek Geeks Human Resources will be processing your termination. Um, 
forthwith and immediate. Because of the artifact? For an entire <laughs> reason, quite honestly. Um, oh, that, boy. the dun, dun, artifact. Dun, dun. So wait, wait, wait. I have a yes. question here. Okay. Yes. So the XDs or X drummers, are mm-hmm. you saying that drummers are mindless automatons? I didn't say that. You said that. No, no. I'm asking a question. I don't remember saying that. So the Borg are mindless automatons. XBs are former Borg. If this is your sort of mirror universe, are you advocating that XDs are mindless automatons? Not at all, because they're X drones. They're X drummers. X drummer drones. So now that they're So the drummer drones are mindless automatons. Now that they are freed of the collective, they are their normal genius self, making music that makes the entire quadrant dance. But when they weren't free, they were mindless automatons just sitting behind drum sets. Yeah, I think they were called smiths. I'm not really sure, but that's what I- I don't drum- um, yeah, so you you're calling Fark a mindless automaton, you no, rat! I, see, I don't know bat. why you're. That's I don't know where that comes from because that is so not even close to what I'm saying. It's actually exactly what wow. you're saying, <laughs> and I'm glad I wrote down that timestamp so I could bleep myself. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, help Dan out as much as you can. Trekkies.com/slash/contest because if he keeps doing stuff like this, I'm going to fire him. <laughs> don't forget you too can support the trek geeks podcast network by subscribing to us on patreon where you can get special perks you can get raw audio from our episodes dan including all the stuff that i'm going to delete from this one yeah absolutely i was going to say you got a lot of stuff you have to jot down here for this here episode and (laughs) and our patrons get to listen to all that uh fun and frivolity every single time we record Um, so so fun and and guess what i'm gonna tell i even told i haven't even told you this I'm getting ready to place an order for our patrons. Just letting you know. You're getting ready to what? Place an order. Going to have Get stuff out. ready for the patrons. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. I've been working on it, and it's going to be ready soon. So check it out. Get ready. Listen closely, because announcements are coming forthwith, I will say. So right now, though, no <laughs> announcement. <laughs> we want to take a moment right now to take to thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. As always, we are so grateful for their support. And they are Vikram Bhatt, Brad DeMag, Ed, William Edward M. Jr., Patrick Escudero, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Peter Hong, William Jackson, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Malenkoff, Casey Pettit, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, <sighs> Rick Tatro, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Robel, and the gracious and wonderful Connie Hudson. Oh, that's that's a fantastic read you did. That's the best one you've ever done. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is amazing. We also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Major Self, Casey Shafsky, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trevuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, is Jude Tatman. And let me tell you, he is sick of your bull. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, where did that come from? Wow, I would I would have to argue that point. Um, people won't be able to hear exactly what you said because I'm sure that's another bleep moment. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who are patrons will be able to listen to it, and I Thank- I will argue that point with you, sir. <laughs> Thank goodness there's no video of this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, because that was pretty bad. Uh, anyway, yeah, you two, if you really want to, uh, you can become a producer on the Trek Geeks. That's staying in. Okay, that's good. You too can become a producer on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, and it is so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. So the inside baseball is that when we do the producer reads, <laughs> for as much as we love our producers and we're so grateful to them, Dan and I try to make each other crack up. Um, and yep. it's not fit for watching. <laughs> it's, it's just it's pretty pathetic, quite it's honestly. Really, we are such it's, children. It's two children. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the it other almost, one to crack during the presentation. It almost worked for both of us this week, though. <laughs> it almost did. Dan, you know, next time on this year podcast, the ye old flagship, um, we're going to deep dive into a very special episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which focuses on a very special character. Yeah, absolutely. In all seriousness, um, we are going to do this. Uh, we still feel the loss of Aaron Eisenberg to this day, the man who played Nog so wonderfully for seven seven years on Deep Space Nine. Um and we've said that his character was the one with the biggest character arc of the entire series. So next week, we're going to discuss one of the biggest and most traumatic moments of that arc as we deep dive into the incredible season seven episode, It's Only a Paper Moon. It's all next time. And I'll be seeing you, my friends, on Trek Geeks, the flagship of the Trek Geeks podcast network. Such an impactful and powerful episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the times where Star Trek didn't have amnesia, and we're so glad it didn't yeah. in this case. Um, just a, such a, a great, great job by Aaron and, Bo- and Jimmy Darren also. Um, so can't wait to look uh, look at that one in two weeks on the flagship. Of course, Dan, for more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts of the network. Of course, um, everyone heard about the Sci-Fi Sisters today. We want everyone to check them out, but there's also, you know, there's Deep Space Pride, there's Divine Treasury, there's Five Year Mission, you know, there's uh, there's With the First Link, there's Discovering Trek, there's so many great podcasts, and you can find them all either on our free Trek Geeks mobile app or by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one, I dare say no one, talks Trek like we do. No one, and of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek, so please visit our great friends over at Trek News. For now, this has been episode number 277 of the Trek Geeks Podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. They will never hear that over the feed. Oh, and usually I yell, so coconut. Co- co- why, don't you, why don't you put some emotion into it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> coconut. That's how I feel every day of time. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.
Bing bong, Daniel. Bing bong. Bing bong. That, bong to the it? bing to the bing bong bong. Everybody say to the bing hung hung. Hello, right? Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody going to say bing bing bong. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Hi. Hi. I, I kill you, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quoting stepbrothers. Yes, yes. You're not saying anything mean. It's a quote. Yes. Yep. Don't get anybody upset. From Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are, are sleepwalking. Hysterical and, uh, movie. And Will Ferrell just blurts out, I'll, I'll kill you, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I just, out of nowhere, it's just really weird. So I have a question for you. All right. Earlier today on our Patreon Discord, we started talking about the various terms around the United States for what you and I refer to as soda. Soda. Before I clicked record, we were talking about sarsaparilla. Mm-hmm. Um, did your father ever use the word tonic to describe soda? Um. I think so, probably, yes. I mean, it's a term that I know I've heard in yeah. my family. So, yeah. Soda pop, tonic. Uh, yeah. It was people never- ca- People call it pop somewhere else in the co- in the country, which Pretty I much don't. everywhere else. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, well, no. In the South, they call it- They call everything Coke. Yeah. You got 7-Up Coke. You yeah. know, you got yeah, you know, Dr. Pepper Coke, whatever. White, white Coke. Uh, Sorry. No, that's- Oh, that's, wrong topic. Not Sorry. the same. Okay. Not the same. <laughs> but my my dad used to refer to any kind of soda as tonic. And of course, he said it with a, a very harsh Massachusetts accent. Tonic. Uh, even then, it was even more... See, yours is forced because yeah, yeah. it's not how you normally so not, speak. Right, right. Um, but I mean, you know, when he said car, my mom used to mock him with the sound of a crow going, car, car. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It, it, that came to mind today the, huh. the, from the whole sarsaparilla discussion we had off off mic. Yes. So, hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> yes, that's It's random for everybody listening to the outtake. Yeah, for those who are wondering, what the hell are you talking about sarsaparilla for? My dad used yeah. to actually joke about ab- about having drinks, and he would call it sarsaparilla, and then he would say he's going to go spit in his spittoon, and he would make this goofy face. Just some of the things you remember about the life of my dad, which was kind of weird. It's amazing because, <laughs> I mean, you make goofy faces all the time, and now I understand where you get it. I just remember what the spittoon was all about. He, it was a, it was a, uh, uh, the former manager of the Red Sox, Terry, um, uh, uh, Fer- uh not, no, um, not Terry yeah, Terry Farrell, Farrell managed the Red Sox, <laughs> you idiot. See, Star Trek's always on my mind. Uh, <clears throat> Terry, what's his name? Uh, but he was coach of the Francona. Red Sox. Francona. Francona, thank you. Um, he said something about, s- Dad used to say something about him spitting in his spittoon because he always had that water of glop in his cheek. Anyway, hi, how you doing? Really, th- you. that's that's the end of that story. That's I thought the end it was going to be more yeah. engaging. Random, and it just ends. W- <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I thought your internet cut out. <laughs> See, I'm pretty good at that. Did it again? Oh, fool that, you uh, once. Whatever the phrase is. You didn't fool me the second time at all. <laughs> well, shame on me then, right? Because you look like Bugs Bunny when he's like, you know the what I'm talking about. I do. It's funny that you bring up Bugs Bunny because all these things, just things just start flashing in my head real fast. The other day, Sue and I were out for a ride and in my head, I was singing to myself the the square dance song that Bugs Bunny sings in that one cartoon. <laughs> And I was thinking of how I could make that song something to do with Star Trek. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about driving the car. Just telling you. You, I just want a point of clarification here. You've got like seventeen brain cells, and you use that many for that, yeah. I, dude. Your brain cells are an endangered species. Yeah, I, I know. Then you could sell them at auction for high price because no, no, you couldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Promenade across the floor, sashay right on out the door, out the door and into the glade, and everybody promenade. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's... Okay. You can't remember what you did yesterday, <laughs> yet you know that freaking song. And I tell you, I have not seen that in over 20 years. <laughs> that's the scary part. I haven't seen it in at least over 40. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I, oh, wow. <laughs> I I just, I don't know where to go with this now. Yeah. Yikes and away. That's another one I like. Yikes and away. And away. Um, <laughs> as you and I sit here recording this, mm. no. we leave for Chicago and Star Trek Mission Chicago six weeks from tomorrow. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. mind-blowing, too. I haven't been anywhere in two years. And it's going to be fabulous. I don't care if like we're the only people that show up. It's still going to be awesome. I don't care if I have to wear a full-body hazmat suit. Yeah. Yep. Because I will. Yep. Um, but I feel like I have so much to do and yet not really much to do at the same time. Mm-hmm. So because I, I, haven't, I haven't prepared for a trip in two exactly. years. I, I feel like I don't know how to do it anymore. Yeah, I I feel the same way, and and I always usually start preparing for stuff well ahead of time, and I I don't I don't know I don't even know what again, but I will say this for those of you who are going to be in Chicago, I am kind of rethinking whether or not I'm going to do any cosplay there this year, because it is a short convention. We're going to have our booth, and I'm going to be there a lot, and I'm just not sure if I'm going to have the time um, or the assistance to be able to do what I'm hoping to do. So I might be pushing everything off till Vegas, but. I was going to say, happen. I think that's your better play, honestly. It's yeah. it's a con that's a day longer. Right. Um, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I, I think it's a better opportunity for you to do it there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I may, I may bring my, um, my Picard, uh, uniform, um, but I haven't decided yet, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, so anyway, it's going to be, I'm mean, going to be spending too much time, like, you know, saying hi to the people that we haven't seen in so long that I'm not going to worry about dressing up. And then meeting all kinds of new people, new people yeah. hopefully that we've never talked to before, right. which is really well. Both of those are the exciting part for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, can't wait. It's it's going to be weird. I'm not going to lie. It is. Um, you know, we, here we are with 43 days to go. I think until the con, mm-hmm. maybe 44. And something about that. We have no idea what the whole mask situation is going to look like then. Yeah, we have no idea what the whole Omicron situation is going to look like then. Even though numbers have consistently been. I'll probably, even if there isn't a mandate, I'll probably have a mask on a lot of the time just to be safe. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Then then people won't have to see this mug, right? So win, win. Win, win, win. (laughs) That's an office reference. Okay. (laughs) You'll get there. I will. And I'll get, my wife's starting to like it. (laughs) She's starting to like it. Now imagine if she felt the same way about being married to you. I know. It would be like a whole new sitcom. It'd be win, win, win. So you saw like the last few minutes of the best episode of The Office that last exists? fifteen last fifteen minutes we turned it on at at exactly quarter past the hour. Yeah, <clears throat> you got to watch the whole thing. It was it was wow. It was interesting. So it's it's all kinds of uncomfortable. It very very much so. And that's yeah. why it's an episode called The Dinner Party. It's a season four episode of The Office. Uh, much of it takes place at a at a a very um, underhandedly thrown dinner party, which you'll find out about at the be- when you see the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. at Michael Scott's house with his crazy girlfriend, Jan Levinson. Jan, yes. Um, and it's just, 
that episode is perfection in its its uncomfortability. And the Star Trek connection, well, besides, you know, Dwight, is Mary Chifo's mom is in this episode. She is. Yes. Mary Chifo's mom. Yeah. And the resemblance is uncanny. Uh, yes. Very much so, except she's not as tall. <laughs> no, that's very true. Um, but then again- I- who is? Who is? <laughs> uh, my wife and I are, are huge fans of The Office. We have been. We've been pretty much continually rewatching it throughout the last two years mm-hmm. um, to the point where if we're if there's nothing on to watch, we just toss on The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, so get this. Huh. My wife and I are going to an office convention in, in August. <laughs> that is awesome. I that is fantastic. Who's gonna are they have they named names of who's gonna be there? Oh yeah, they've named some names. All the big um, names. Yeah, well, not all of them, obviously, because, I mean, Steve Carell works. Right. <laughs> you know, John Krasinski works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenna Fisher, you know, has one of the most popular podcasts on the planet right now with Office Ladies. Yeah. Which is a great deep dive Office listed, podcast. I have not listened to it. She and Angela are best friends in real life. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's... Whew. <laughs> and Office Ladies is one of the is is continually a, a really top downloaded podcast. But they're both. I mean, it's it's a great look at the office because they were actually there, right? Exactly. So they're rewatching the series. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad you're going. Uh, that's that's. I wish they would come out with it. I knew they used to have them, but no matter where in the United States it is, if they have a grim convention anytime again, I'm taking you're going. one. Oh yeah. yeah, we're still we're still watching. We're on our fourth rewatch. We're, That's we're, cool. We're spacing them out, and we 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 love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Right. So at the, at this convention in Jersey, it's called yes. ThunderCon. Oh God, that's awesome. Um, Stanley's going to be there. Meredith's going to be there. Um, Kevin, um, uh, several others. Um, I this is just off the top of my head. Uh, David Wallace will be there. Have you met David Wallace yet in the office? I don't think so. Okay, St- He's, Stanley. He eventually oh is God. is Michael and Jan's boss. Okay. He's Jan's boss. I might uh, I might have seen him once when they were all in New York at a meeting. And, oh, wow, here's something. Michael Scott made things uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he does the Faces of Scranton video. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. But no, as I look at the guest list, I mean, there's Creed Bratton will be there. Creed. I love Creed. <laughs> uh, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Um, and then a bunch of other people who've been in, you know, a, a few episodes here and there, but they're still announcing guests. It's kind of like great. waiting for a Star Trek convention. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even just Creed and Stanley and, and Meredith, Stanley, for, that's, oh that's enough for me. I mean, Stanley I'm Stanley is so funny. I love every scene he's in. He's a riot. I watched the one the other day where he was going to a sales call with uh, the young kid, uh, <laughs> with Ryan. Ryan, and he's like, "Can I take this one?" And just he just starts laughing. <laughs> Hi. Hi, that was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I can say, I, there is not a bad episode of The Office so far. I gotta agree with you, man. I haven't I haven't picked it up again like I want to, but I will soon because I'm putting everything on digital so I can watch it on Plex. So. Yes, you are. I got a lot of stuff I've been putting on place. Same, same. Well, I, I started doing that myself during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I've taken breaks here and there as, you know, we did something like, I don't know, plan a telephone. <laughs> um, that didn't take much time. No. Jeez. No. <laughs> so I'm slowly catching back up. Good. So, Excellent. Uh, but yeah, a lot of media. A lot, lot of media. A lot of media. 10, der- 10 terabyte drive that I'm going to have to, you know, uh, you know once I fill, I'm going to have to figure out what to do with. 
I know I'm gonna. I said to Sue today. I said I plan on doing this for a long time, so I'm gonna have like spare drives all over my computer desk, all hooked in for Plex. But it's funny that in the old days, you look at you look at a season now of that something that comes out on t- on DVD for a whole season, like Discovery. It's like one or two discs. Then you got like 24 season one, which I'm holding up right now, which is a giant book of DVDs. Yeah. And almost every season of 24 is like that. Well, I mean, what you probably, what I will probably do too at some point is, is essentially get a, a raid enclosure for a bunch of hard drives hmm. and set them up as raid zero. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So that way, you know, but I mean, that's, that's an expensive option, but it's also a, a, yeah. a more long-term sustainable option. Right. Yep. I like it. So, get like a Dell server and put it in your closet. I, I want something that's going to be a little less noisy. <laughs> oh, then I won't come over. Oh, thank I mean... Uh, oh, wow. What was that? It's 12.42. Yeah, you might want to write that down. <laughs> My goodness. See, I bring out the best in everybody, don't I? That's what we do here in the Trek Geese podcast. You sure as do. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Thank you.